0: It's Wednesday, so you've got me. I'm Carousel Baird. Hey, you can listen to me any day of the week. You can listen online at wrtfm.org, at the A Public Affair podcast, or on the WORT smartphone app. If you like what you hear, click the donate button and support community media. Your donation makes a huge difference. Six foot six above seal level. I grabbed the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. No power frequency radio modulation, the big sound from underground. We bring the truth. Hey the everybody, truth welcome to a public affair. It's Wednesday, December 14th, and you've got me. I'm Carousel Baird. And I want to remind you, everyone, we are listening to Volunteer Power Listener Sponsored Community Radio, W O R T 89.9 FM Madison. And we have a great conversation. We are pre-recording this conversation, everyone. So you can't call in today, Um, but I had the wonderful pleasure of pre-recording a conversation with Wisconsin's new Senate uh, Democratic leader, Melissa Agard. And um, we are playing it for everyone on December 14th, 2022. So take a listen. Here we go. Hello, Senator Agard. How are you doing? I'm good.
1: It's wonderful to be here with you today.
0: It's really great to have you. Um, First of all, congratulations, Melissa. You are the new uh, Senate Democratic uh, leader for the state of Wisconsin. So, congratulations.
1: Thank you. It's a crazy time to embark on this journey. I will tell you that, but. Uh, You know, it is clear after these elections with Governor Evers winning as he did with such margins after everyone was said, you know, it's going to be the blade of a knife. Uh, And in fact, he won um, overwhelmingly if you're looking at uh, the outcomes of Wisconsin politics. Yeah. And knowing that the legislature is so lopsided, right, like almost two to one Republicans uh, during that same electoral cycle. Uh, we know clearly what the people of Wisconsin want uh, and what it is that they care about. And uh, being able to bring those voices into the Capitol building, even though we have that lopsided legislature, it feels like a really amazing opportunity. And I'm I'm excited to be in this role.
0: Well, and I want to talk to you about sort of that lopsided uh, n- numbers, as you call it. Um, you and I were talking a couple of days ago and... I really appreciated the conversation that we had about don't call you the minority leader, call you the Democratic leader, Um, because, in fact, as you just articulated, Democrats uh, are the majority of the state of Wisconsin. They just don't have the majority seats in the legislature. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, so it's clear that while we represent a minority of the seats in the Capitol building that across the state of Wisconsin that we resonate with the hearts and minds and the morals of our friends and neighbors and people all across Wisconsin want to ensure that folks have um, access to reproductive justice and reproductive freedoms, but look at what our legislature is doing standing in the way and in fact wanting to go backwards putting us in a time machine back into the 1800s when um, women weren't voting and people still owned slaves and they were getting around because of horses. Right. <laughs> um, right. The, the fact that um, in Wisconsin, the vast majority of the people of our state support cannabis legalization, cannabis reforms because prohibition isn't working and we're, we're an island, not only in the Midwest, but in the whole country now. Um, but what are the Republicans doing? They're playing games. Um, we're one of seven states that haven't expanded, um, healthcare access to the folks of our communities, uh, despite the fact that people believe that access to healthcare, affordable, comprehensive, quality healthcare, shouldn't be dictated based on your zip code or based on your gender. Um, we know that we can do and must do better than that. The majority of the people of the state of Wisconsin believe in our public schools. For gosh sakes, we started kindergarten here in the state of Wisconsin. Um, But we have unprecedented cuts um, to our schools that we're still continuing to climb out of a hole in. And we're exporting one of our most precious um, resources in Wisconsin with our young people leaving Wisconsin um, at very high rates. And we should be a state that is actually wanting young people to move to it. But because we're not moving forward on these big issues, real moral issues that the people of Wisconsin support and that the legislature is on the wrong side of, we're losing these young people. And that's affecting our Main Street businesses, it's affecting our um, ingenuity and our future. Um, so being a Democrat in Wisconsin now is a really good time um, because we are seeing that we are on the right side um, and that we're gonna be able to link arms, carry this message forward and do the right thing for um, for the future of our state.
0: I love that of just reminding uh, the listeners and reminding all of us and, and the conversation that you're having across the state that the Democrats are the majority party in the state of Wisconsin. They're just not the majority party of the state legislature. But the two are, you know, two different things. And you do represent the voice um, of the majority of Democrats. And how... How then do you intend to move forward um, and we'll get to some of the specifics of all the different things you just talked about, but how do you intend then to move forward with the values and ideals of the Democrat, the Democratic Party and the public that supports the Democratic values when you're sitting in a legislature that is so strongly Republican dominated?
1: You know, it's not easy. Certainly. We know that we're not going to pass bills to provide um, fair wages to our workers or restore collective bargaining rights and and protect um, our air and um, do everything that we need to do to clean our water from PFAS and lead um, this legislative session. But, um, I do believe that my colleagues on the other side of the aisle heard the importance of those things as they were out knocking on doors over the last six months, and Governor Evers is here for another four years. We need to be able to get things done in the best interest of all of us in the state of Wisconsin. And frankly, people in Wisconsin, uh, they don't care so much whether you have an R or a D next to your name. They care whether or not we're taking care of one another. And um, and that's what, that's what we're going to be doing in the legislature, is making sure that people's voices are heard. I've, I, the, it doesn't matter if I've been up in um, Green Bay or in the suburbs of Milwaukee or in the Eau Claire area um, or southwestern Wisconsin. People, people here, um, frankly, are asking that their legislature work for them um, and put that rhetoric beside themselves and um, do their best to work with with each other. And I have not had the opportunity to sit down one-on-one and talk to my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, the Senate leadership. I know it's going to be challenging. I'm not going to convince them to change their minds or the way that it's been over the last 10 years here in Wisconsin. But I am hopeful that they have heard those same messages um, as they've been out um, in their communities. And right now, we are embarking on a budget cycle in the state of Wisconsin, right? Like every two years, we roll up our sleeves and we put together a budget. And Governor Evers is um, starting out, out of the gate, strong. wanting to hear from the people of the state of Wisconsin. He's going to be traveling around and my Democratic colleagues are going to be doing that. I imagine the Republicans on the Joint Finance Committee are going to be doing that. And I don't think they're going to hear very different things. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a $6.6 billion surplus right now on top of a really robust, maybe the most robust or close to the most robust rainy day fund um, that we're not even talking about touching. Um, Gone are the days where Republicans say, oh, that's a really great idea, but we have no way to pay for it right we have 6.6 billion dollars that belongs in our communities across the state of wisconsin um so you know having come from local government you and i used to work together on the county board yeah i think a big chunk of that money belongs back into our local governments whether it's our school boards our county boards our city councils town boards so that they can do the work that will positively affect people's lives almost immediately um and those people are nonpartisans. uh so let's let's put our money um where our mouth is let's put our money back into our communities and let them do the work uh, if they're if the republicans don't want us to do the work let's let our local governments do the work
0: mm-hmm. melissa before um we had too into the nitty gritty of of all the different politics i still want to sort of focus on some big picture questions talk to us about what the democratic leader does what does this mean that you're now the democratic leader does that mean that you get to work with the republican leaders you you know does that mean you have to travel the state more often what does this entail
1: so I'm still learning my job. It's not like when I um, was nominated to be the leader by my colleagues and then uh, won the vote from my Democratic Senate um, uh, colleagues in the in the legislature that they handed me a binder and was like, "Okay, here you go." Uh, it's more like, "All right, you won. Uh, put your seatbelt on. You're gonna you're gonna be drinking from a fire hose uh, and figure it out." <laughs> um, you know, I look forward to being able to work more closely with the governor and his administration. Um, Because I will be a conduit for my um, Senate Democratic colleagues um, in our messaging and being able to work with him on on, you know, his big issues, especially through this budget cycle, and help him understand what are the big issues that we as um, Democratic senators want to be able to work on. It's going to be my job um, to have trusting relationships with the Republican leaders in the Senate. So um, Devin Lemihue and Chris Kapenga um, and I are probably going to get to know each other in a way that I never imagined that we would (laughs) six months ago. Those are the Republican
0: Um, leaders in the Senate? Those
1: are the those are the Republican leaders in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that I'm gonna be having more opportunities to travel this amazing state um, and hear more directly from people that aren't just in the 16th Senate district, right? Like one of the things, I had a constituent reach out to me and say, congratulations on becoming um, the Senate Democratic leader. That's amazing. We're gonna miss you on the 16th Senate district. Well folks, I'm still representing the 16th Senate district and I plan to spend lots of time there, um, but I'm also gonna be spending time out state, right, in um, in the other counties and the other Senate districts that comprise that that compose Wisconsin, uh, and uh, I tend to think that based on my experience over the last decade in the Capitol building, uh, that I'm going to continue to see that it doesn't matter where you live in Wisconsin, it doesn't matter if you're in urban or rural or northern Wisconsin or southern Wisconsin or in central Wisconsin, that Wisconsinites are really proud people, and um, that we care about each other and we care about our future and and we want Wisconsin to be a place for our kids. Um, So I tend to think that we're, I'm going to learn from having um, these relationships, not only with the governor and my Republican colleagues and the people who are our bosses, the people of Wisconsin as well, um, that we all care about the same things. It's just that we have different paths that um, we're inclined to take in order to solve those problems, right? So hopefully by talking to people and being outside of the Capitol building, which is a little bit of Neverland um, and back into the, the real communities of the state of Wisconsin um, that we're going to be able to connect those dots and actually find ways um, to solve big problems, to solve the everyday problems that our ordinary friends and neighbors are facing.
0: We're talking right now with Melissa Agard. She is a, the senator uh, from the 16th district in the Wisconsin state legislature, and also has just been uh, selected by her colleagues as the next uh, Democratic Senate leader for the state of Wisconsin. Um, Okay, Melissa, let's sort of break down now. There's so many big issues, and I'm so glad that we have, you know, this full uh, hour to talk and sort of break down all the issues. Let's start with... um, the economy and the budget, you, especially because you already touched on that a little bit six point six billion dollar surplus. What does that mean? How unprecedented is that? That I mean, when you see the B next to it, that just feels like so much money. Um, can you help us put it in perspective what does that mean? And, and do you see places where the Republicans will collaborate to? put funding where it belongs
1: yeah so i you know i when i say 6.6 billion i do i feel like i have to say buh
0: illion right right. um, so much money
1: it's a lot of money um and it's it's an almost uncomprehensible amount of money and you know i think that it's really important that we focus on the fact that we are coming through this pandemic um which has been really scary um, as well as really unprecedented times in our nation, um, as more and more people are waking up to systemic racism and sexism um, that exists in our communities, and we're still doing well. Um, so I really applaud applaud Governor Evers and his administration on all the work that they have done to ensure that we are in the strong spot. Um, at the same point, Um, inflation is high and it makes it harder for our local governments and our families, just even me. I go to the grocery store and I have sticker shock um, uh, when I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to buy my kids for lunch and what we're going to eat for dinner, right? So this is not only affecting our local governments, but it's affecting the ordinary people of the state of Wisconsin. And I think it's really important that we realize that despite the fact that there is a historic surplus, it is costing more money to do the normal things that government does um so we need to make sure that we are being thoughtful about this you know there are some economists out there that are worried there might be a downturn coming forward um so it's not like we can just throw the money at the wall and see where it sticks um certainly we need to be thinking about how it is that we're spending it in order to make wisconsin be the best place possible um for everyone uh to be able to Live and play, um, and for businesses to be able to to be able to hire people. Um, so, you know, I think we don't have to look too far back. Early in 2022, the governor actually um, called for a special session because there was a surplus. Uh, right. I think it was a two billion dollar, a little over two billion dollar surplus at that point in time, and it's just continued to grow because the Republicans and the legislature have been defiant about pulling us together um, to reinvest this money in, into the communities. So that said, we do have an amazing opportunity right now to make sure that not only through the budget process, um, but also with this additional surplus money, that we are making sure that Wisconsin works. Uh, so I think all of us that have school-aged kids realize that our public schools I mean, that's
0: that's the first right? thing I think of. It it feels like there has been an intentional effort, um, by uh, the leadership, uh, the the Republican leadership in Wisconsin and throughout the country, to uh, see public schools fail. To instead of if if you were to have a referendum on the public to the public as as you talked about at the beginning do you support public schools that would win overwhelmingly so they're not asking that question because they already because they they don't want to hear that answer so instead they're intentionally systematically defunding public schools in a way to make them fail i our public schools so desperately need more funding how do we advocate for that and what what are the strategies you hope to see at the legislature
1: so this is a tricky one right because the republicans robin voss and devin let who are already um out there uh talking to reporters and to their constituents and special interest groups about the fact that yeah sure we do have extra money uh let's put some in our public schools but that means we want statewide choice um You know, we want choice expanded to every community across the state of Wisconsin, not just in the in the um, in the communities that it currently exists. Well, you know, earlier when we were talking, I talked, I I mentioned that you know people want us to compromise. People want us to be able to work together. Um, But as you pointed out, when they've worked so hard over more than a decade to break a system compromise yeah. isn't accepting that we're going to fix something that they broke intentionally um and then we're going to break it more compromise means let's make sure that we're putting the right amount of money into the schools um versus municipal governments um versus um uh, you know our, our our land and water and in our public spaces right like to me that's compromise compromise isn't uh, the republican majority saying all right yeah you're right. We should put more money into the public schools. Um, but in order to do that, we're going to make you do something that we know that you you're never going to agree to. Right? Well,
0: comp- that, like you don't, that's, you don't compromise. That's not compromise. You don't compromise on your values. You compromise in moving towards you may not reach the goal that you want, but you don't change the fundamental principles that you believe in.
1: That's right. That's right. So, you know, this is this is going to be tricky on how it is that we get this money back. Um, into our local governments, including our public schools. You know, we've seen um, over and over and over again our schools going to referendum um, to just continue to be able to keep their doors open and their lights on. Um, it's not sustainable for our schools and our um, municipal governments and um, and our county governments to go to referendum for operating expenses, right? Like that's not how we live our lives. We don't go get another credit card um so that we can pay for our groceries um and then think that we're going to pay for it for another billion years like that that's not that's not fiscally responsible uh so these folks are uh, you know they are they are very very challenging and i i think that's one of the reasons why i was so excited um you know one of the things that i get to do as a leader is decide which democrats are on which committees um and i was so excited to be able to appoint keldebrae and latanya johnson as the two Democrats to serve on the joint finance committee, because they are fierce women who are mothers um, and um, proud Wisconsinites who are going to be able to sit at that table in the joint finance room and really roll up their sleeves. They're not going to give in on their values or the values that we share with the majority of people in Wisconsin to figure out how it is that we reinvest that money into our communities, into our schools, um, into our kids, the people who are going to be taking care of us when we can't take care of ourselves anymore. Yeah, and not compromising on our values at the same time. Um, and you know, though that you know, some of those are more nuanced things that a leader does, deciding who serves on what committees. But knowing that Latanya, um, who represents um, Milwaukee, and Kelda, who represents part of um, Madison, are going to be at that table and part of those conversations. Um I think we're gonna be in good hands in the work that they're gonna be able um that they're they're gonna be doing there. And I also know that they're gonna draw a line in the sand and they're gonna say it is unacceptable that we cross this line, this moral line. Um, because we know that the vast majority of the people in Wisconsin want us to draw that line there. Um, to protect public and, schools. and ensure that we don't tip our toe over it. Right. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. more damaging.
0: Melissa, I wanna ask a question that comes up so many times, right? You're you've been working in the political world, right? As we talked about from the county, you and I were on the county board, you were in the assembly, now you're in the Senate, now you're the Senate leader. And over and over we've heard, you know, okay, don't push too hard. You're Madison Milwaukee. Don't push too hard because we want to make sure the Democrats, we don't want to scare off the Democrats from other parts um, and there was always sort of this tension of the Madison and Milwaukee big city Democrats versus um, Democrats from other places, and it's so refreshing to have you as a leader, and so refreshing to have the leaders on the joint finance be from Madison and Milwaukee. Tell me, did any of that factor in your decision making to make sure the people in Green Bay and La Crosse and Eau Claire and And all the fabulous communities across Wisconsin know that Democratic values of Madison and Milwaukee are Democratic values of Green Bay, La Crosse, et cetera.
1: Yeah, so that is a really um, important point that we need to be making, that really people in Wisconsin um, don't value things because they're Democratic issues or Republican issues. They value them because they are Wisconsin values. Mm. Um, And I think it's really important that when we are talking... Um, to folks all across the state of Wisconsin, as well as our colleagues on the other side of the aisle in the Capitol building, the Republicans, that we focus on what it is that people in Wisconsin care about. And we care about each other. We care about our communities. We care about our kids. Um, So certainly knowing that um, Kelda and Latanya and I represent um, urban areas, my um, assistant leader in the Senate is, um, is Senator Jeff Smith, and he represents one of the more rural areas in the, um, in the legislature. And it's vitally important that um, he and his constituents um, know that we have their back as well. And he has a really important seat at that table. Um, and it, to me, it, well, it drives me a little bit bonkers when people say, oh, those are things that only matter to people in Milwaukee. Um, Oh, those are things that only matter to people on farms. Um, Oh, those are only things that matter to people who live near the Mississippi River. Um, No, people in Wisconsin, we really care about the same things. We care about um, access to um, abortion and health care. We care about investing in our kids. We care about protecting our water. Um, People want us to legalize cannabis. Um, They want fair maps. They wanna make sure that they're voting rights are protected and our democracy um, isn't going to be um, derailed and um, being able to be in the capitol building and help people all across wisconsin not just in um, the, high, um, uh, the high population areas that tend to be represented by democrats but people in very rural areas um, listening to what it is that they worry about when they're sitting at their kitchen table they're the same things that we worry about here in madison and dane county yeah and it's a little bit rhetorical um when we allow people to say oh that's a madison issue or that's a milwaukee issue i think that's a wisconsin issue and i'm excited to be able to continue um to hear people lift up the voices of people who aren't in districts that I have represented before and be able to see that interconnectedness and um, in what it is that we all care about so much.
0: Uh, sort of pivoting from education, um, can we talk about UW higher education, right? Pivoting from K-12 public schools. Um, UWs, especially when you talked about you know, people leaving our state, uh, young people, they may be born here they may get an education here um through the you know up to 12th grade and then they leave they don't don't see a future here how important is it that we have a strong UW system um from the flagship school here in Madison that employs so many people but beyond the the um all, all UW Parkside UW Eau Claire, all uh, that are so central to the communities that they're in
1: yeah so our UW system it's not only a great place for people to go to school it's a great place for people to work um, and it's in a great place for ingenuity and ideas um the the Wisconsin idea um the center purpose of our UW systems um, is something that we absolutely cannot be compromising on. And uh, we have great new leadership, not only with the whole UW system, but also here in Madison um, with our um, our new chancellor. And it is exciting um, to be able to see people from outside of the state who want to come here and be part of our higher education uh, In making sure that we are protecting it and preserving it and building on it and making it better um, instead of uh, weaker. And at the same point, we also know that it is vitally important that we support kids um, in, and workers where they are not everyone wants to grow up and be a uw professor or a student at the university some of our kids want to go to our tech schools yep. which are amazing here
0: in the state they of Wisconsin. absolutely are yes some of
1: our young people want to go into the trades which you know i i like it when my air conditioner works in the summer and i i like it um when my plumbing doesn't leak um in my basement right so those trades people are vitally important and we all depend on them and we know that there are not enough of them in wisconsin So making sure that we're supporting our public schools to create paths for kids to be able to see all of the opportunities that they have um, in supporting them. And that's one of the reasons why I will always stand by and my caucus will always stand by. Um, restoring union rights for people in the state of Wisconsin, because a lot of the people in the trades have decided to go to other states because the union protections are stronger there. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to make sure that we are supporting um, our two-year colleges and our tech schools, uh, because there are all sorts of careers Uh, career paths that people are going to go in that have a lot of dignity and people can raise their families on and and live good lives, as well as our university systems. And that's one of the things about Wisconsin that makes us so unique, um, is that we understand um, the importance of that diversity and the fact that they do fit together like hand in glove and that our Um, our laws in the state of Wisconsin, what's happening in our Capitol building have direct impacts on the ability for them to be successful.
0: And do you feel like the Republicans have undermined the success of our UW and tech school and two year schools throughout Wisconsin?
1: Oh, 100 percent. You know, I mean, if you're uh, a a great educator uh, and you have the opportunity to work in a community, a state that respects you as an educator um, or as a scientist uh, versus working in a state where you're worried that you may not get tenure or where they may allow guns on campus um, or where they're questioning what it is that you're putting on your syllabus and you're actually um, teaching your students. Uh, most, Most people are gonna go to where it is that they feel respected. Um, and it is getting harder and harder to do that recruiting and retention here in the state of Wisconsin because of decisions that have been made in the Capitol building. Um, and that is really concerning. And I am hopeful that we have turned a corner there uh, with my Republican colleagues. But, you know, they're not telling me what they're planning to propose this year uh, with their legislative um, Uh, You know, their legislative portfolios. I I just know what the majority of the people of our state want and that I am going to continue advocating for full funding uh, for our four-year schools, um, for tenure, for our professors, um, making sure that the folks that work at our universities and tech schools can... um, Form unions and, and and be parts of unions to to bargain for themselves. These are these are things that people in Wisconsin want. And yes, it has been harder, uh, but we need to pay close attention to that.
0: I want to remind everyone, you are listening to a public affair on WORT eighty nine point nine FM, Madison. This is Carousel Baird, and we are talking today um, in a pre-recorded interview. um, But we're playing it today on December Wednesday, December fourteenth. Our conversation with Wisconsin State Senator Melissa Agard, the newly appointed, newly selected by her colleagues, uh, Democratic leader of the Wisconsin State Senate. Um, Okay, Melissa. Let's let's there's so many issues to go through. Um, let, let's sort of go through them one by one a little bit more. Abortion rights. You have mentioned that a handful of times as well. The uh, the fact that not only do we think uh, see the numbers that abortion rights are, are um, appreciated and supported by Wisconsin voters, but we are seeing that across the nation. When this comes up for a vote, it wins overwhelmingly in red states, in blue states, in every state. It's overwhelming. Um, I I have been overwhelmed because I was not expecting that, and I think that sort of speaks to how much we have been sort of repressed to think, oh, abortion rights, that's something you know, secret and quiet, and we're trying to speak up, but not everyone agrees with this. But the truth is, the community does support abortion rights. How, how how do you see a way out of it? The fact that right now the Republicans are trying to enforce a law from the 1800s? So I am so thrilled
1: that um, our Attorney General, Josh Call, was reelected in the state of Wisconsin. Woo-hoo. Um he, in fact, has filed a lawsuit um, that uh, argues that abortion is legal in the state of Wisconsin right now, despite the fact that we have this law um, that uh, is on the books from 1849, because we have passed other laws since then that have codified the fact that abortion occurs. And so we are waiting for the results of that lawsuit that he has filed, um, and I, I, I stand by him. I very much believe um, that you know we need to get back to a, a point where abortion providers can be providing abortion um, safe, legal abortions in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, and that is the hope that this lawsuit is going to be able to open the door to that happening again. I know that there's no room for government or compromise when it comes to abortion um, in the state of Wisconsin. And you're right. Um, I think for a long time, we've been, it's taboo to even say the word abortion. Uh, And we are learning, uh, based on the elections uh, that occurred this fall and um, up into November, that very red states, um, even here in the state of Wisconsin, Republican women, came out in droves um, and supported uh, reproductive freedoms in the state of Wisconsin. That's one of the reasons why Governor Evers was reelected, because they knew that he was not going to allow anything to cross um, his desk without a veto through it, through the legislature. And we also saw an unprecedented number of young women um, and young men, but in particular, young women registering to vote for the very first time in Wisconsin um, because of the fact that reproductive freedoms and abortion access in Wisconsin don't exist anymore. Um, It shouldn't matter whether or not you have a car and you can drive to Illinois um, in order to be able to access abortion care. or whether you can drive into Madison. But right now we have these arbitrary lines that are existing in people's lives. And there are some folks that don't have access to be able to have um, transportation uh, to, to get abortions in other states. Correct. So correct. I know that we are gonna continue to work really hard as Democrats in Wisconsin. And again, this is one of those issues Um, that I mentioned earlier. This isn't a Democrat versus Republican issue. Um, This is a moral issue uh, that exists in our state. And we are on the right side. Um, As Democrats, we stand with the hearts and minds of the majority of the people in the state of Wisconsin when it comes to um, abortion care. Abortions are going to still occur in Wisconsin. they're just not going to be safe. Correct. Um, People are going to be harmed and some people are likely to die because of the fact that they are not legal um, and that safety is an issue. And it seems like
0: Wisconsinites know that. And even when they personally do not support abortion, they support the right to access abortion. Overwhelmingly, that's what we're seeing is that people are differentiating between whether you personally support abortion or not. And whether you believe it's a protected right that everyone should have access and be able to make their own medical decisions.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've heard from folks um, in particular in northern Wisconsin is, well, we haven't had abortion access um, Mm -hmm. for years. Right. uh, Because there have not been abortion clinics. People in northern Wisconsin have had to fly or drive to other states in order to have that access. Um, And they are actually excited that we're having this conversation because maybe it's going to restore access to abortion to them right right here in the state of Wisconsin. So not only is it our job Mm -hmm. to prevent more harm, but it's also to open doors to ensure that people have access to this very needed health care all across the state of Wisconsin.
0: Melissa, let's talk about um, legalization of marijuana, something that you have been a leader on at the um, state uh, on both the assembly and Senate level. Talk to us about what it feels like that, that was close to conversation um, or is my perception wrong? What do you think the future looks like towards uh, legalization of marijuana? So, 100%.
1: 100%. I believe it's not a matter of if cannabis is legalized in Wisconsin; it's a matter of when and what it looks like. Um, we're seeing really exciting conversations at the federal level. In fact, um, you know, I think I wish that uh, Congress and the president would be doing more and being uh, more aggressive when it comes to reclassifying cannabis um, and removing the harms of the prohibition of cannabis on people. Um, but you know the genie's out of the bottle on this one right um the states all around us here in the Midwest are now legalized yes um and the coasts are uh, the vast majority of the people on our nation now live in legal states. I have a map in my office of the United States of America, and it's color-coded uh, based on medicinal or full responsible adult usage legalization. And Wisconsin is one of the very few white states, um, uncolored states on that map. And I know that by legalizing cannabis in Wisconsin, we're going to be able to address egregious racial disparities. We're going to be able to right wrongs by providing um, people relief from um, convictions that are currently on their records that they can um, ask for expungement or removal from. We're going to be able to create good paying jobs for people. We're going to be able to invest invest in our agricultural heritage. Our farmers are asking for us to be able to do this. Our Main Street businesses um, are wanting to be able to open their doors when it comes to this. And frankly, we're going to be able to educate our young people and our community members on um, the safety of cannabis um, usage as well. Uh, it It is the right thing to do for so many different reasons. It's really a Rubik's cube. You know, you can't move one piece of this pie without affecting another piece, but certainly prohibition is not working. It's a really successful illicit industry in the state of Wisconsin right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, a, it's a million or a billion dollar industry that exists in our state. Um, But because it is illegal, it is causing harm and we need to bring it out of the darkness. Um, It's been exciting to be able to work with the governor and see him changing um, his opinions when it comes to cannabis legalization. And we know um, not just because of referendum questions, non-binding referendum questions, but because of how many cars are in parking lots in bordering states with Wisconsin license plates um, that Wisconsinites want this to happen. in in our communities. And it would bring in um, millions of dollars of tax money um, into the state of Wisconsin, as well as billions, again, with the B, dollars of economic stimulus. Uh, And as we talked about a little earlier, the potential of a recession um, coming up, an economic downturn coming up, we need to look at not only the fact that we have the surplus money, but also how do we continue to have money coming in Um, How are we spending our money wisely? Do we want to put money into law enforcement to um, get people because they had some pot in their pocket, Um, you know, not even using it or selling it, but just possessing it? Uh, That is happening in the state of Wisconsin. And uh, we need to change these laws. So we'll continue working on it, uh, whether it happens at the federal level or the state level first, I am not sure. Uh, But it will happen in Wisconsin and it will happen in our lifetime.
0: Melissa, there's so many questions, and this is a whole future conversation about um, the legalization, but I do have one quick follow-up because I want to know this, and I want our listeners to know this. I called it marijuana. You called it cannabis. Explain to me what the difference is, and should I be calling it cannabis in the future?
1: So I choose to call this plant cannabis because I— I find the word marijuana to be um, a little derogatory. Okay. Uh, it is a it, it is a word that was used um, to target people of different races,
0: mm. and
1: um, cannabis is more of the 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 the, the plant name, the plant, or it, the plant. It, it, right? it relates so, more with
0: farmers, with with yeah. hemp and clothing, and uh, gotcha. It, it's and, destigmatizing it.
1: That's right. And, and a cannabis plant can have high THC, which is what people, uh, you know, what is illegal in the state of Wisconsin. It could have CBD or CBN. There's a lot of different terpenes. There's a lot of different um, makeups ah, of so it's the more cannabis enc- plant. More so it depends on what those um, different um, terpenes within the plant are on whether it's legal or illegal in Wisconsin. Because you've probably seen dispensaries in Wisconsin that yes. are selling um. Hemp products or Delta Nine products, um, and that that is based on the Farm Bill, um, which is a federal piece of legislation. Uh, but right now, uh, the the high potency THC uh, in the state of Wisconsin continues to be illegal, and we are trying to make that
0: change. Gotcha. I appreciate that clarification and the fact that you know using the word cannabis um, not only destigmatizes it but is a broader definition of you know what the options are. So. Thank you for that clarification that's really helpful um okay let's keep going i want to talk to you about gun control and uh physical safety uh you know it, it always ebbs and flows i suppose there are days when i send my kids to school and i don't think about gun control i know there are days but there are many days where i for some reason become scared. I, I think of something. I'm not sure where my kids are at a party or my kids went to the movies or my kids went somewhere and, or my husband went somewhere or I'm going somewhere or you, my friend, Melissa are somewhere. And I just, I have thoughts that I didn't have before because of the fr- prevalence of, um, shootings in America. Talk to us about gun control.
1: So, you know, here's another one that we know the vast majority of the people in Wisconsin uh, believe that dangerous people should not have access to dangerous weapons, uh, and that includes firearms. We know that in Wisconsin we have moved backwards, um, repealed protections from allowing dangerous people to have access um, to dangerous weapons, including firearms, whether it's a waiting period from the time that you intend to buy a gun to when you can pick up that gun. Um, whether it is, um, the fact that we haven't moved forward with the red flag bill, uh, which would allow people who love someone who know them intimately, um, that if they're fearful for that person hurting themselves or other people that they can petition to have the firearms removed, um, or whether or not we're going to do background checks on people on all sales, including transfers through, um, Facebook or private, private gun sales, Um, in Wisconsin, we have gone backwards and we've actually seen an increase um, of firearms related um, crimes. And we Mm. know know, one of the biggest concerns that we have in Wisconsin when it comes to firearms is um, completed suicides. Uh, This affects all of us. I've lost loved ones because of completed suicides due to firearms. And the red flag bill and background checks Um, certainly have direct impacts on that. So I think we are all very aware of these mass shooting incidents that happen um, all across our nation, uh, that we know we can do better, that we know are unique to the United States of America. Um, It's not a mental health issue. It's because of how many guns are here um, and the fact that we have allowed this to be an epidemic. But really, um, the bottom line is, uh, with domestic violence and, and, and suicide and access to guns, we are seeing really scary trends in the state of Wisconsin. We absolutely need to be doing better. Um, And I think that the vast majority of the people um, of the state of Wisconsin, close to 80%, believe dangerous people should not have access to these weapons. And just a small handful of legislators are preventing us um, from doing very small tweaks to our laws to ensure that these dangerous people don't have firearms accessible to them.
0: Do you think that can be... Um, success that happened in the legislature boy i certainly wish that it were um i
1: am not hopeful with the current makeup you know a handful Mm -hmm. of years ago we lost a senator uh to a completed suicide with a gun uh he was a republican and you would have thought at any point in time because we knew him and he was our colleague uh that that was the time that we would take these steps and we still haven't um so Mm -hmm. gerrymandering is real uh we continue to have these big hurdles that we need to overcome in the legislature Um, But that doesn't mean that we don't talk about them, that we don't continue trying, um, because we know that the majority of the people of our state want us um, to make these changes. And it's quite frankly possible that it it happens at the federal level as well. So you got to try everywhere, right? We're not going to give up.
0: Talk to us about um, gerrymandering and voters' rights and access to the ballot box.
1: Yeah, so, you know, we are one of the most gerrymandered states in the nation. Yes, we are. Uh, for the second 2nd second, 10-year uh, session in a row, right? Uh, and that's not, not a something distinction to be we proud want. No. of. No. Not at all. Um, and we saw the direct result of that with um, Governor Evers being able to be reelected with the numbers that he was in the legislature, um, continuing to be at a nearly two to one Um, So we have a really unique opportunity, actually, because Alberta Darling recently announced she um, is leaving the legislature. She's no longer a senator. Um, So we have a special election in the 8th Senate District here in Wisconsin, a suburb of Milwaukee. Um, And hopefully we can elect another senator um, with a D next to their name to that seat um, this spring. That election is going to coincide with the Supreme Court elections. So we know as legislators that this Supreme Court race has a direct impact on gerrymandering it has a direct impact on reproductive freedoms Uh, and at the same time we have another senate seat that is going to be on the line with these spring elections so if people care about their voting rights um they don't agree with how it is that we're drawing our um, district lines in the state of wisconsin they believe that they are gerrymandered we need to be paying attention to the supreme court race
0: Oh, Melissa, very much. Um,
1: even even though I'm not um, the one that is um, in the Supreme Court, we all we all need to care about that very much.
0: Excellent. Well, um, Melissa, we only have just a few more minutes with you, but there is one more big issue. You know, I love running down all of these issues, and I know there's so many to get to. But I would be amiss if I didn't ask you about environmental protection and protecting our lakes and our waters and our our parks. And you know, there's so much a new industry that comes with embracing, you know, green energy and there's so much that can be done in Wisconsin and it seems that there's a big hesitation by the Republican leadership to move forward with that. What kind of environmental justice and environmental protection do you think um, can move forward in this legislature?
1: So one of the things that we need to do is we need to make sure that the governor's appointees get confirmed are um, you know, we have uh, uh, Fred Preen, who is re- refusing to remove himself, uh, even though his term has expired. Uh, there's a- Is that the 100- DNR?
0: What is that committee through then? The DNR board. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: And, but there's um, well over 100 appointees, um, secretarial level or boards and commissions that have not been um, mm-hmm. confirmed by the Republican mm-hmm. legislature. So as a senator, those go through the Senate. Um, so that's a big job that we have as state senators, is making sure that this session we start marching forward um, and holding the Republicans accountable. Let's vote on these um, appointees, these gubernatorial appointees, um, so that we can be protecting our air and water, so that we can ensure um, these peaceful transitions of power at all levels. Uh, And, uh, you know, I think that we have some hope there uh, that the Republicans in the Senate are going to be willing to start Looking at at those appointees and uh, either voting them up or voting them down, and if they vote them down, then the governor can roll up his sleeves and bring someone else forward. Um, but that's how we keep our clean air, um, that or how we protect our air and our water um, at at a macro level, without you know even without legislative action.
0: And. Senator, so much to talk about. It's been really been wonderful having you join us today in our final minute here. Do you have any sort of final words of what people should be paying attention to, how they can get involved? Reminder, again, to to vote in the upcoming election. Um, What are final thoughts you have for us? So
1: I think it's really important that people in Wisconsin um, continue to stay in touch with their lawmakers. Uh, you may think that I, that you agree with me or that I agree with you, but I still need to hear from you. Um, all of, um, all the, the legislators, senators, or assembly people need to hear direct um, from their bosses, the people. And we also need you to vote in every election, especially this spring election, which includes our Supreme Court in Wisconsin. Um, Democracy is not a spectator support, uh, a spectator sport. Democracy is something that we do with one another.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been so fabulous having you here with us just sort of outlining all the so many important issues that come before the state legislature. Um, and congratulations again, thank you for joining us. Uh, Senator Melissa Agard, the Senator, the Senate Democratic Leader for the state of Wisconsin. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Again, you have been listening to A Public Affair on WORT 89.9 FM Madison. I'm your host, Carousel Baird. I want a huge thanks to Jade for producing our show. Shali our news director. Thanks to our engineer, Megan. Thanks, Mary Jo, for staffing the phones. Thanks, everyone, for all your support and for listening to the show. And we will be back again next week. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. the big sound from underground another pirate station we bring the truth to places truth is never heard before we bring the sound communication of our tribal war dark vision fly by helicopters in the night
1: attempt trying